Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Moreno, Craig Burley and Shaka Hissom. Only one place to start today and that is the group of death in the Champions League. It went right down to the wire. Fascinating 90 minutes of the, as these two games, of course, were being played at the same time. At one stage, Newcastle were qualifying for the Champions League, then Europa League, but in the end, they're out of Europe completely. Meanwhile, a draw for PSG in Germany proved to be enough to see them qualify second. AC Milan make it through to the Europa League. Welcome to the show. Frank LeBeouf is with us, but Craig, I want to start with you. Craig, this was just brilliant, wasn't it? Brilliant couple of hours of football. Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, obviously Dortmund knew they were already qualified. But for Paris Saint-Germain, yeah, they missed chances, but they are not convincing. AC Milan were poor for 45 minutes an hour. You couldn't ask much more for Newcastle in terms of what they gave. The criticism I would have is they had the Europa League still in their hands. Yeah. Worst case scenario. So they didn't have to go hell for leather like they did. It was end-to-end, -end, but they just left themselves too open, searching for that final Champions League place. And it cost them a place in Europe altogether. And I think that was naivety. That's been hypercritical because they gave... We know the situation there. We know the injuries. We know the youngsters are having to play. And they couldn't do a lot more in terms of the performance. But in terms of managing the game at the end, I think we saw the naivety and the inexperience of just leaving themselves way too open. And and it means they don't get in the Europa League. And listen, maybe Eddie Howe's OK with that. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's fine with it. Maybe it was Champions League or nothing for them. But it was, I think, to not have any European football after waiting so long uh, is going to be a disappointment. Mayor of Newcastle, what's your gut reaction after this? Uh, disappointing. Uh, on, a, on a number a number of levels. One, you, you go back to the to the game in Paris and that, that call later on, and you just wonder how that would have changed things, um, certainly changed Newcastle's approach, to, to Craig's point. But then, yes, in, in, in this game, okay, that decision was made. You know what you, what you have uh, in, in, in front of you, um, and you have to deal with it. I, I thought Newcastle started to fade a little bit early on in the second half, and then the, the second goal came, I mentioned in the highlight, I, I started goes on an overlap and nobody covers and, and you could kind of see it from the time uh, Newcastle lost possession that nobody was in, was in cover and it, Newcastle were, were just stretched. In, in a game that yes you want to win but to, to Craig's point you also don't want to take those chances to lose and find yourself out of it out of it completely. Uh, from there, I, I thought a foul could have been committed. Again, some naivety, maybe a lack of experience by, by Gimaris and, and Isaac, who was, was running on empty, even though he just came off the bench. Um, I could have, could have put a stop to that. But again, these are lessons you, you learn in the competition that you know, um, are invaluable, but they, they're costly at, 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 at this point. What's your takeaway, Alan? Well, in regards to Newcastle, it, it's amazing how, for everything that they've done, it comes down to moments. And in this game in particular, two moments I think stick out for me. The early chance for Miguel Almiron, mm -hmm. where Joelinton gets into the box, puts the ball across the goal, and now it's a tap-in. And Miguel Almiron allows that ball to come all the way across to his left leg because that's where he feels most comfortable. And then that allows Tomori to come across and make the challenge. If he just puts his left foot out, his left leg out, and he just taps it in with his right foot, if Tomori makes a challenge, he's going through Almiron. It's a penalty either way. Big moment that. 
But then in the second half, an even bigger moment, and it's a save by Mike Magnan. Yeah. Because at that point, it's still 1-1. That ball goes in, and it changes the feeling for everybody, for Newcastle, of course, Newcastle fans, that stadium, and all those legs that were heavy at the time. Now, all of a sudden, you have life because you see that you can finish this out. Magnan makes that save, and he changes really the momentum of the game, and it's almost felt like Newcastle is kind of like, I don't know that this is going to happen. Milan gets a push from that, and then they go on to score the game winner themselves. That, I think, it's amazing that Newcastle have gone through all these games and all this emotion, and yet it comes down to really two deciding moments for me. And PSG just about scraped themselves over the finish line, Frank. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They showed what they showed for, for, for the six game that they played, that they have so much weaknesses, and I will, and I will uh, sum up that to the old teams uh, in that group, where... It was the last day was very interesting and those two games were very interesting because of the weaknesses that the two teams, the four teams showed. And mm. that's what it is for Paris PSG as well. Talented at some point, you can see some, some, some chances that they had, uh, the, the, how they covered the ball, how they kept the ball. That was very interesting, how they created chances. But you can feel that defensively they're very weak. In the middle of the park, they, for me, too much inexperience and not strong enough. And at front, they, they waste, they waste chances. Yeah. And that overall, you know, you cannot win the Champions League if you if you have too much weaknesses and you don't have anywhere anywhere uh, 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 simply strength. That that they don't have, and that's uh, that's annoys me and worrying me for the for, for the future because for sure, Paris Saint Germain won't go far. Tells you how bad these group stages are when that grips the grip of death. Mm. What do you mean? Well, it should have been the group of mediocrity, really. There's not one of these clubs are going to win the Champions League. No, but I think when yeah. you saw the draw made and the names within them... Yeah, I don't, I don't go on names. Aston Villa are not in it, are they? What are you talking about? Well, what do you mean names? They're not going to win it. No, when you looked at all the groups, you thought, oh, this is going to be the most interesting, and it was the most, most interesting. Even. Yeah. Most even. Exactly my point, the group of mediocrity. I don't think you can call it that. Well, who's going to win the Champions League out of this group? But that doesn't necessarily mean you've got tournament winners. Well, it just means you've got, you got a you got you've even got, group. Yeah, wow, well, OK, in. you've got four mediocre teams in European standard in this group. Yeah, but it's right, interesting okay. because well, of their you, names agreed, because we've agreed on the stadium. We've agreed on I don't that. know why you had to go there. Well, I'm looking at it and going, you know, Dortmund, it's, yeah, it's been good for them. They're absolutely mince in Germany at the moment. PSG, not... Really not entertaining anybody. Still a bit of a circus. Uh, yeah, the group was tight. I think it had been Porto, Atletico Madrid. Yep. You know, RB Leipzig and some else where we are sat and go, oh, that's a... No, know. because the names associated. Nah, it's all about names, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, the group, I just, every time somebody's called this a group of death, I'm like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Shaka, does, right. does the fact that Newcastle finished bottom in the group of death... Does that give Eddie Howe some solace? Um, no, I, I, I no, think... Solace? Yeah. Finishing bottom. Well, finishing bottom as a comparison to, say, the Manchester United group yesterday, in which we were critical because it contained the likes of Copenhagen, yeah. who are no European Galatasaray. Right? Galatasaray. <laughs> yeah. So the fact you finished bottom, do they deserve the same sort of criticism that Manchester United got yesterday? I, I think, overall, this, is, this was, a, was a tougher group, just, just for starters. Um, and I think... This group kind of came down to a couple of key moments. That refereeing call in, in the previous leg, as I mentioned. Um, the refereeing call in Dortmund, uh, PSG today, with, with Marquinhos not being sent off. And then big moments that, that in, in the in last game that, that Ali just, just spoke about. And also, 
just coming into this Newcastle's continued injury crisis. So I think the fact that Newcastle in their first season back in, in, in Europe for what, 10 years, 10, 15, 14 years, something they saw, um, put up this kind of a fist, I think um, resonates well with, 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 with Eddie Howe. And, and though, they finished, they, though they finished bottom of the group, at one point during the day, they were going through to the group stage. Yeah, but it's going to be a bun fight for them in the Premier League, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah. Villa are in there, Tottenham are in there. Who else knows what's going to happen with Man United? And they're all playing for fourth, pretty mm -hmm. much, I would imagine. And that Europa League has been a, an avenue recently to the Champions League, hasn't it? So in some sense, they've shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, great, great effort, Newcastle. But they can look back to their performance in Milan, which wasn't great. Their performance at St James's Park against Dortmund was very poor. And then, obviously, the big decision in Paris, which ultimately has, not, has knocked them out here. But I just felt at the end, they could have been... It, it was just... Helpful leather. Yeah, when Shar went that run, it was just it, it was just too open. The game should could have and should have been handled a, a whole lot differently. But but the, this is a part of the process for me. Given that Newcastle haven't yeah. played in Europe for, for for so long, you have these stumbles. You learn from them. You you now have a better idea of what your squad needs to look like in terms of competing in the Premier League and and Europe. How you manage that? How you manage rotations? And and for for the players' experiences, how you manage games? From from here now, you you build on on this experience. Now, the question is, of course, will Newcastle finish top four and and are able to build on this? Well, they'll experience? be in Europe next year, but you know, in, in, in some sense. So it's 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 a step it's a step forward, and and I don't I don't you know it's disappointing, but they don't look back on it with a whole lot of negativity. One last thing on Newcastle, and I, and I would just say it's hard for a team that depends on the emotion that St James's Park give you to not push forward. So how do you manage the game late and say, hey, look, we're not going to throw it out the window because we're thinking about potentially Europa League when that same energy is what gets you going. And, and it's difficult. You're on the field. You're trying to make decisions. You think you have to win the game. It's, it's a natural instinct of the group to say, let's go get it. Let's get after it. And I know that perhaps that comes with experience, but it's the same emotion that carries you. That yeah. same emotion is the one that hurts you. And it, it's difficult to manage that as a player on the field. Go on, Frank. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I go with that. And I understand what Ali says, and, uh, and I agree with him. But, uh, yeah, it's what we call experience. And being an experience pushes you to the extreme and sometimes to the wrong, uh, to the wrong side. The, I think at the end of the game, they wanted to go maybe for a win where you should have maybe go back. And because for one reason, they were completely tired in the middle of the park. Uh, Bruno Guimaraes, uh, he couldn't run anymore. And instead of maybe staying in front of his two centre-backs, he tried to go forward. And you have to have a little bit of experience. It, it's what killed Newcastle today and all, all the other games. And it's why they finished bottom. It's because they have the biggest weakness in football the inexperience. And, uh, and when you don't have players who have been through many campaigns of Champions League, they know what to do. We, we can see Mbappe being very unhappy with the fact that Paris Saint-Germain didn't want to go for a win, where because of the rest of the team, like Marquinhos, Hakimi, said, no, no, we stay. We keep the draw and we make sure we go, we go through. That's the difference. And sometimes somebody has to speak out to make sure that the, the team follows and they all, they all go to the same path and maybe they avoid making silly mistakes, I would say. Some of, some of these countries are getting 
and not England, probably now, because of Man United and Newcastle, coefficient. Yeah. Yes. Some of these countries are getting five teams in. Dear me. Well, one, one country will, won't it? Is it one country? I, I think it's only one country, Dear I, believe, me. I believe. Holy smokes. Five teams to qualify for the Europa League out of country. Ah, there we are. <laughs> Thank Sorry you. about that. Thank Just you for that. Thinking. Uh, Frank, can PSG get any better? Yeah. I don't think so. I think uh, the, the president, the chairman, Mr. Al-Khalifi, said yes, you know, he's going to get better and better. I don't see. It. They, they try to compare the, the seasons and they say, well, for, for the first time, we feel that we have, a, we have a squad, we have a team, they want to play together. Well, I don't really see the difference. I saw arguments between uh, Akimi and Mbappé the last 10 minutes. I, I don't see the power that we used to see. Even if it was like, say, the circus, you could feel that they were they had something and they went through uh, and they went to a final one one year. I don't I don't see that coming. It's too even if you have talent like Zaire Emery, Zaire Emery's second half was a master of perfection. But he's on his own. Uh, Ugarte and the others are not strong enough to cope with other teams that we we know are better than, than Paris Saint-Germain. And at the back, my God, I saw even Marquinhos seems to, to have lost some, some, something from, from his past. And uh, I don't recognize any of them. And at front, I'm sorry, if, except Mbappe, who can be a killer. Uh, uh, Bacola and, and Colomani today, I mean, it was like they would never score. So that's impossible to get better when you have so much weaknesses. Yeah, I would also say about PSG and Mbappe in particular and Frank just mentioned that yeah I think we've come to expect that Mbappe defensively is not going to give you anything and apparently we've all accepted that but today I don't understand and this goes specific to today I don't understand if he's watched Mats Hummels try to run and chase Luis Openda over the weekend against Leipzig in which come on Lex come on Lex and then even today anytime that Mbappe or Colomuani played not necessarily even off the shoulder of the center back, but just a couple yards away from the center back and just run through, they're not going to stay with you. So it, it, for the life of me, I can't figure out why Mbappe is trying to play make, trying to play sort of like a number 10 and kind of in between the lines. And If one of your major strengths as a player is your speed and one of the major obvious weaknesses of the opposing back line is their lack of speed, why don't you exploit that time and time again? Stop trying to prove to everybody that you're a playmaker. Right. No, no. Your speed right now is what can make the difference. So use it. We know you're a great player. We Ali. know you're one of a kind talent. Ali. Why this playmaking? Get in behind and utilize the speed and be successful, efficient, and effective for your team. I think, I think Ali, you exa ex exactly explain what he feels. He feels that he can, can do better. He feels that, that uh, he, can, he can express to the world how talented he is, where he's, uh, as you say, he's mistaken. I remember talking to Thierry Henry. When I say, why, Thierry, why do you try to come back in the middle and, uh, and try to play as a number 10, where you have to run three times during the game and you're going to kill everybody because you're too, too fast and you're going to score three goals? He said, well, I, I might be bored. That you have the explanation oh. why okay. Mbappe comes back as a number 10. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Do you have that problem on the page? <laughs> You're bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot more reality. There's no link between boredom and what we're about to do. But just a reminder, the latest edition of the Gavin Jules podcast uh, drops uh, on Thursday. What? <laughs> uh, I didn't mean 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Barcelona's pool run continues as they would give Antwerp their first win in the group stages of the Champions League. Some horrific defending from Xavi's side would see Antwerp win by three goals to two. Overall, it doesn't matter though, Barcelona qualify elsewhere. Big win for Porto as they beat Shakhtar 5-3 to guarantee a place in Monday's draw. Alex Kirkland wasn't supposed to be on today. Okay. What are we going to talk to Alex about? <laughs> but we've had to wake him up, get him out of bed, and basically drag him to the show because <laughs> there's, there's a, a lot going on here, Alex. Let's start off with the fact that Xavi was forced to change the squad that he took to Antwerp by Joanne Laporte. Yeah, it's it's not a good look, is it, when you publish a, a match day squad and then you very hurriedly publish a second amended match day squad not long afterwards. Um, now, the club's explanation for that was they said it was logistical reasons. They said there were there were reasons why they had they you know they had this change of plans about their travel plans and training arrangements and and stuff like that. But it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, especially. When your manager's under pressure, when people know that the president hasn't always necessarily been totally convinced by the manager anyway, it adds to it adds to the pressure. And Chavi actually talked about this post-match. He said there's been kind of unnecessary tension around this game because of this squad's kind of mix-up. So I don't think that was helpful at all. And look, it's been a, a dreadful, dreadful week for, for Barca. Beaten by Girona in La Liga, beaten by Antwerp in the Champions League, conceded seven goals in two games. I mean, tonight, as you've just seen, was an absolute horror show from, from front to back, right the way through the team. Uh, Romeo was the, was the biggest culprit giving away those two goals, but no one really came out of it with, with any credit. And, and the pressure keeps growing on Xavi. We keep saying that Xavi, you know, he won't be sacked imminently. They'll keep given time to, to turn this around. But, but that pressure is, is building, there's, there's no doubt, because the team aren't getting better. They're getting worse. Um, he was quite honest about that post-match. He said, look, we're not playing well. It's a bad run. We need to turn this around. We've got to be self-critical. And yes, yes, of course. But it's down to him to, to make these things happen. And we haven't seen any signs so far that Xavi kind of has the, has the answers to, to try and fix this. This defence that was so solid, Craig, when they won La Liga last season, it has just completely and utterly 
capitulated, plus you're being undermined by the president, apparently, if you're, if you're Chavi. This is a mess. I don't think it's going to end well for Chavi. Not unless he picks results up very quickly and performances. Now, he played Lewandowski in this game. Who he suppose wasn't supposed to be going on this trip. Yep, and, and Lewandowski is going to be needed for a big game at the weekend. Uh, could do with him getting back in the goals, but can't afford to lose him. Uh, just in case he does hit form, which he might do, but he's looking like the 35-year-old we know he is and certainly has in the last few games. But, but yeah, this is not a Barcelona side to me that has looked like in the last few weeks or looks like anytime soon is going to turn this corner. It really doesn't. It looks to me as if... I mean, you mentioned it, Royal Antwerp. No points nope. going into this game. Zero points. have been battered off everybody. And this Barcelona team looks like if you... I've got anything about you in La Liga, you can get at them. You absolutely can get at them. And I think we're going to see teams doing that to them. Lewandowski, Araujo, Gundogan weren't supposed to travel. Uh -huh. Logistics it was, Ali. Uh -huh. Absolute logistics. Nothing to do with the fact uh -huh. that they wanted the money from beating Antwerp, uh -huh. which obviously has completely backfired now. Mm -hmm. And you've got a mess on the pitch and off it. Yeah, and, and when you start getting the precedent in both, with decisions that affect what happens on the field, you, you start to begin to see sort of the end coming. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it won't be for the president, it, it'll be for Xavi. When those arms extend all the way from the VIP section to, hey, on the field, and now I'm making decisions about who travels and who doesn't travel, you're taking some of that decision-making power away from the manager. And now you're crossing over into a gray area that doesn't in any way make things better for Xavi, for the players, or for the club, for that matter. This team, defensively, last year you mentioned, they were astounding. And, and, and if it wasn't because they won the title so early, they may have been record-breaking how good they were defensively. They gave up a bunch of goals late in the season. None of that no. this season. None of that. In fact, it's not like they've gone halfway too bad. No, no, they've gone all the way to the other side of the spectrum, and now they're allowing goals that are hard to explain. And while I understand that right now we focus on Romeo and say those are his mistakes today, what about on the weekend? Mm. You can pass the mistakes around everywhere. So it's a symptom that goes across the whole squad, the lack of confidence, the inability to find a shape, a defensive structure. We don't know what this team is trying to do on the field, and we don't know how the decisions made by Xavi are actually affecting this team in a positive way. You add that to the fact that the president is getting involved, and all signs point to a bad, bad ending, unless things turn around and quickly. Alex, how big a deal is this result? Well, look, it's a strange one because, uh, as you've mentioned, they've qualified top of the group and they're going through to the, to the round of 16. That's a position they would have loved to have been in a season ago. Remember last year they got knocked out in the group stage and then, and then messed it up in the Europa League as well. So that's great. That's the good news. That's where Barcelona as a club should be in the Champions League knockout stage. But do they look like a team who can do anything in the Champions League? No, pro probably, probably not. This result in itself in a game that didn't matter, they're already group winners. No, it, it's, it's not a massive deal, but it's, it's the context. And it's, it's, it's this run of, of results, this run of form, this building, growing pressure all the time. Huge game in La Liga, by the way, against the Valencia at the, the weekend, which they absolutely have to, have to win to try and start to turn the, turn the tide. So, yeah, it's not about this, this, this one result, this one performance. It, it, like, it's about the context. It's about the growing pressure. It's about the questions around Xavi. One or two reports coming out in, 
in Spain this week about um, some of the players maybe not being totally happy with with Xavi. I don't know how how true they are, but the fact those leaks are coming out of the club is significant in it in itself. And no, look, the feeling is is not good. The sensations, as they say here in Spain around Barcelona right now, are are, are not good, and this result does not help at all. Those, those reports that Alex is talking about is about players being unhappy regarding how many days off they're getting, that they're getting too many days off. Now, let me tell you, I, I have never, <laughs> ever, ever heard players complain about having too many days off. So this is not coming from the players. This has been leaked by the club and from other sources. This, no chance, no chance players are saying, we don't want days off. Shaka. Well, <laughs> He's yeah. a lucky man though, isn't he? For me? Xavi. Oh. oh. He's a lucky, lucky man. In what sense? He's, that, he, that they pulled this group up. Yes. Because... Yeah, that's true. If they were in the group of death, it could be a different story. <laughs> because the way they're playing, most other groups would have been a toil for them. Yes. That's how bad and how inconsistent and how open they've been. So he's lucky he's not looking at the second straight year having an embarrassing Champions League. And then after that, they had an embarrassing, even more embarrassing, going out to Man United yeah. in the Europa League. So... He's very lucky to this point, but if he pulls somebody uh, big, decent, in the knockout, currently, as we sit here now, they're going out. Uh, Alex, thank you very much for getting out of bed. Much appreciated. You can go back to sleep now. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So Manchester City, of course, defending champions. And they are favourites uh, going into the draw, which will take place on Monday. Bayern Munich second, Real Madrid third, Arsenal fourth, uh, PSG sit fifth. Oh, Frank LeBeouf has been sitting back, very patiently listening. Frank, who are your favourites? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I thought at the beginning of the season uh, that Manchester City will bring and will get everything back again. Uh, but I changed my mind because I, I feel that there are some, uh, they have a hard time to digest and it's quite normal, you know, uh, uh, winning the quadruple. So I think, and because I would, it's, it's kind of a wish, I would love Bayern Munich to win the Champions League for Hurricane. Uh, for, since the guy decided to leave, uh, Tottenham and, and, and uh, willing to go to a, a, a bigger club uh, because he wanted to get some silverware. I want him to get everything. It's a nice fairy tale. Frankfurt lost five one at the weekend against Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. We are talking about the Champions League. We're not talking about the Bundesliga. So that's an influence. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see at the end of the of the season. I think Bayern Munich uh, uh, will went to uh, to win against Manchester United away from home as a capability of uh, winning the the Champions League. It's what I feel. It's not a certitude, of course. It's what I just feel. Have you got Shaka? I, I still think City are our favourites in, right. in my mind. And listen, City are 
a long way away from where they were this time last year or who they were when, when they won the Champions League. But I, I just feel that this is a City team that can get better if Kevin De Bruyne returns, if, if Erling Haaland rediscovers that, that old form. Um, I, I, I feel City can, can do it again. But at the same time, while City are a shadow of their, of their former selves, so is everybody else, it feels like. Mm. You know, Bayern aren't who yeah. they were this time last year. about Harry year. Kane? Well, it would be a nice dream, apparently. Um, Real Madrid, similarly. <laughs> and, and right now, right now, out of everybody, I think Arsenal are arguably playing the best football. But as we said about Newcastle, I just wonder if experience comes back to cost them as they go deep in, in, in this competition. So right now, I, I can't look much further than some of the uh, usual suspects. If City don't sort their defence out, they won't win it. Right. We know they'll have people coming back and we know they'll get their quota of goals. But the reason they won it last year was more because they were tighter from midfield to back when they were out of possession. We've seen... We've seen a, a, a decline in that ability to stop teams getting at them this year. It's almost like the City of two or three years ago when they went out the Champions League to Lyon, when they went out to other teams where they were completely dominating quarterfinals and semifinals and left themselves wide open. And we're seeing that in the Premier League a little bit. It's crept back into the game. Uh, Ake struggled, Diaz has struggled, Kanji's not had his best season uh, thus far. And... and if they don't sort that out, they won't win. They might not even win the Premier League, but they certainly won't win the Champions League. So we know there's 16 teams now that will be in Monday's draw. Just a reminder, you cannot face a team that you've already played in the group stages and you cannot face a team from your own country. So it's time now for Craig's dream draw, mm. ladies oh. and <laughs> which he got wrong the first time because he had round with against Napoli. Right, this, this is the draw of all draws. Oh, really? Right. right. We've got Bayern going to knock out the Frenchies. Right, OK. Right. okay. Frank's right. going to get his wish. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Kane. Okay. Then we've got Arsenal enter. <laughs> yes. Just for Don. Right. Oh, every, yes. <laughs> just for Don. Arsenal enter. It's going to be settled. I like We're it. We're going to settle this. England yeah. v Italy. Yes. And Don piping on. Right. We'll enter. <laughs> then we've got, where have you peaked early? <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went a bit top heavy. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. So we've got Real Madrig knocking out Leipzig. Got okay. there. Right. We've got Real Sociedad. I yes. gave them PSV. Okay. It, Real Sociedad is a great story. Good little side. Okay. And I'm not, they're not getting knocked out by right. some Dutch team. No <laughs> chance. Team they play every year. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Atleti Porto line up, yep. I was super excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Uh, Borussia, <laughs> by the way, I can hardly see this screen. <laughs> That's a problem. Help me out here. Borussia Dortmund, I want this, I want this German story to continue. Yeah. So oh, they're 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 oh. Get me, we've got to zoom in a bit more. Oh, 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 get me back on telly. <laughs> get me back on telly. Get me back on. Get me back on. And then I've got Man City. Yes. Copenhagen. Right. You know why? I'm looking forward to it. Because I want Manchester to know just how Bad Copenhagen are. Oh, and Man United went out <laughs> to this team. <laughs> City are going to Manchester United into this. And then Barca, well, unfortunately had Real Madrid playing Napoli. <laughs> so yes, I had to make a late change. Right. And I'm going to give Napoli a free pass yep. during the next round because oh. they got Barca. Okay. And you'll have done all over you. Uh, <laughs> you'll have done all over you even more. And, you. and that's how you do. <laughs> 
What's it called? Power rankings. Power rankings. <laughs> That's... That's a dream draw. That's yeah. a draw. Shaka doesn't do dream draws. <laughs> well, that was exciting, wasn't it? I bet that's better than Gab's. Right. Okay. okay well if, done. I mean, if, if that's a competition, <laughs> that's a competition. You can have them all, Greg. Have them all. Uh, just uh, a reminder. Uh, extra time uh, is with us over on the YouTube channel. Frank is back. Oh, it's Craig's favorite camera. Yes. Yes, he likes this. Um, meanwhile, of course, we'll be kicking off the new year, as we traditionally do with the third round of the FA Cup. Some big ties. Arsenal taking on Liverpool, Spurs against Burnley, Sunderland against Newcastle, plus the local rival that sees Shrewsbury Town take on Wrexham. Speaking of Wrexham, we're bringing you the top moments from season two of Welcome to Wrexham. Here's today's best of moments presented by Stoke, the official cold brew coffee of Wrexham AFC. The first time in any of the top five divisions that two teams have reached 100 points in the same season. County lead the way on goal difference, which of course makes today's meeting even more crucial to the outcome of this National League season. On the final whistle of Halifax, I was excited. I could not wait. I couldn't sleep. I had adrenaline coursing through my body for the full two days beforehand because I could not wait to play that game. All episodes of Welcome to Wrexham are now streaming on Hulu. Uh, meanwhile, breaking news today, Cronin have been fined, a massive fine, over half a million euros uh, for the pyrotechnics that they set off in the clash against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Saved themselves five grand. What do you mean? Could have been 600. <laughs> well, there we are. Why is it 595? Okay. 600, that's how much it's going to cost me to repair my garage. Uh, oh, no, what's some to garage? Garage door opener. Oh, Winded. no. Oh, no. Mrs. Moreno didn't drive through it again. <laughs> no. Remember when she did that? Yes, I uh, sure anyway, do. Right. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> a happy household then. <laughs> it's a common theme. Uh, Bundesliga action this weekend. Gladbach, they convert at Bremen. That's on Friday. On a Saturday, uh, We've got Leipzig against Hoffenheim. That is the late game. Is that your doubleheader game? Is that... uh, uh, no. Oh, Sunday's a doubleheader, yes. Sunday's doubleheader. By Leverkusen against Eintracht Frankfurt, followed yes. by Bayern Munich against that... Stuttgart. That's a doubleheader right there. It is the Liga X MX final tomorrow. Club America taking on Tigres. Uh, they'll be breaking that. I imagine it's Football America's going to be after that. Of course it is. Well, that's what I'd imagine. But well, well, let's just imagine. Never assume. <laughs> I'm on tomorrow. You want Football America, sir? Yeah. Are you talking League Grand X final? Well, maybe. Wow. Whatever they ask me, I will, uh, you know. A regular contributor. Well, you know, you know me, hard working. Very much nice, so. Well, all right. All right uh, let's not get crazy now. Uh, is it <laughs> uh, there we are. That's it. That's they like you, didn't they? <laughs> oh, they love me, Craig. <laughs> That's Craig's jealous. <laughs> you want to do it? Uh, <laughs> extra time is next. <laughs> Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Frank with us, Ali, Shaka and Craig as well. Ah, oh, someone's called it the group of death for you, Craig. Which is more surprising in the group stages? Manchester United finishing last or Dortmund winning the group of death? Death. Death. Group of death. Group with an F. Group of death. What's more surprising? Actually, I think Dortmund winning the group. I think so. I don't think anyone would have said that, would they? What? Dortmund won't, would win no, that No, I, I think... I was agreeing with you. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, I was kind of thinking to Man United. I don't think anybody would have... I think we've all known they're not a great side, but we didn't realise... I don't think anybody thought they'd be as bad as they've been and how, how bad as they've become. 
quite hard to say that really, isn't it? I've stopped listening. Uh, Ali, what do you think? <laughs> well, I, I, Craig, Craig called it yesterday a great achievement for Manchester United who finished last in the group. I'm going to say Manchester United finished Really? Last. Yeah, that's more surprising. What? Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a bad group. I know, yeah. but it's a bad group. It's the group of death. <laughs> There'll be a death in here soon. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, what was more surprising for you? Oh, Manchester United, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, oh. it's crazy because, yeah, we, we know, we know that, well, you know, you can be surprised in Galatasaray, but uh, with all the respect from, uh, uh, for, for, my, for the Danes, you know, I mean, Copenhagen, how, how can, you, can you not be in front of them? You're Manchester United overall. Dortmund, Dortmund is surprising, but when you see Paris Saint-Germain, when you see Milan right now, and you see also the experience, that, uh, that Newcastle was capable of showing, it's not really a surprise. Um, it's possible. It was for me impossible to see Manchester United finish finishing last. No, it's a counter argument to that, which is counterproductive to the point I made before we came on air, right. which was not to waffle or blabber on, right. which I'm doing. Yeah. If you've watched Man United, it's no surprise they finished bottom of the group. And if you watch Dortmund in the Bundesliga, it is a surprise. Right, that's yeah, it's a good good. Can I go? Chaka? <laughs> <laughs> I think United finishing bottom is the biggest surprise. You've seen them play, I've just explained to you. What have I just explained? Have I just explained? Uh, You've watched you United. You're on with your ego. Listen, when you're talking about somebody's ego, there's something wrong. Right? <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, there is. <laughs> there is. Craig, you criticise a lot of the bigger clubs outside the Premier League for being poor, yet two out of the four English clubs finished bottom yeah, of because their respective because, groups this yes, season. what's the point? People always make this point. Yeah. And I saw Rob Palmer piping on earlier about four of the Liga teams like yes. some big punter. Right, OK. You know, oh, four of the Liga teams and two of the teams from the best league in the world. Blah, 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 blah. Jealousy. Right, yes. Right, Here, here's the point. United are guff. And Newcastle, the first time back in this competition for years, decimated with injuries. This point falls in its head when we take the La Liga winners last year. Right. Barcelona. Yes. Right? Won the Liga at Canta. What happened in Europe? They won the group. No. Oh, last year? Last year, when they won the Liga, right. were the best team in Spain. Yes. They were utterly garbage in the Champions League. Yeah. Got rolled into the Europa League, thought they were going to swan away and win that, and get knocked out by Man United without Vekost up front. Yep. So this is just a crazy argument. It seems an unnecessary argument, yes. doesn't it? And it just it's annoying when people start doing it. The four teams from the Liga this year, Barcelona are poor, Real Madrid we know are going to be strong, yeah. Atleti having a good season, and Real are a good side, yes. El Sociedad. Yeah. Man United are not a good side, and Newcastle were a little bit, or a lot, unlucky with the scenarios and the injuries. Right. That's the point. I'm not sure that Rob Palmer wanted that mention, but he got it anyway. Well, I, don't well, know. I saw him tweeting just before I came on. Yeah. He was Rob, Rob was tweeting, going, oh, La Liga, oh, La Liga, four teams, La Liga, the best team in the, the best league in the world, only get two in. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> Seriously. I think I don't agree with you for that point, I think, Graham. Anything you'd like to add, Frank? Uh, no, the only thing I want to say is that uh, uh, last season we could have said, you know, that we we could have big clubs, you know, with big fights and everything. It seems to be, and we asked, you asked me for the, during the show, you know, who was my favourite uh, or the contender for, for the Champions League. It's hard to say because I don't find a big team. 
comparing to last season. City was strong last season, like Barcelona, like Craig just mentioned, or, or some other team. You could have thought, you know, Real Madrid two years ago were outstanding. Uh, even they were lucky, you know, they are something. This year, I don't feel any team being stronger and strong enough to say, yeah, they're the favorites. That's good for us, isn't it? It makes it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Shaka, should Barcelona look for another coach? Should Xavi's job be in jeopardy? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think Barcelona are, are a club in disarray um, behind the scenes for, for, for quite some time. And I, I don't think changing the coach at, at this juncture changes, changes that. Um, I like Xavi, eh? Oh, oh, oh well, that's, that's all right. That's good. Have you met him? <laughs> no, I haven't. But if I say I like him some more, maybe I will. I'll tell you who else likes him. Oh, Luis Garcia. He likes him. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but I'd name somebody else that's not around at the moment. Okay. <laughs> it's like Matey Matey, isn't he? Well, they are. Luis Garcia. Didn't you see Stevie walking his dog this morning as well? Actually, I didn't, no. No? No. No? I saw Stevie. Yep. And the dog. Right. Why is it not straight on? <laughs> oh, you said that I see Stevie walking the dog. Right, okay. I saw him in the car, pulling the car park. Oh, wow, exciting. The dog right. wasn't walking at that point. Right, good. <laughs> Was he driving? Uh, <laughs> 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 well, to be fair, have you ever been in a car with Stevie? <laughs> it's a white knuckle ride, so they thought, yeah. Ali, should Barca start Mark Yu and soon Vigo Roque? Of course, he's going to join. Peter Roque. Oh, oh, sorry, I just read. I just read. That's, that's okay. Oh, you can always paraphrase. Paraphrase? <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it shorter? <laughs> <laughs> it's in a letter. <laughs> no, well, you can just make it up. What do you mean? <laughs> well, don't, you don't have to always read fire. what's in front of you. Like I some... do, that's my job. <laughs> yeah, but if you know it's not right, change it. I didn't have time to think. <laughs> don't just be a dope. <laughs> <laughs> should, should they start over Lewandowski? Not yet. Sick. Not yet. No. Much like the answer about Xavi, not quite yet. You, you, you ride Lewandowski as long as you can because simply you don't have anybody quite like him on the team. And if you are relying on Mark Yu to do that job while he scored today, I just don't think that that's the answer right now. Frank, is City more likely to win the Premier League or the Champions League? <laughs> wow. Um, I would say, I would say the Premier League. I think at some point they're gonna last. Last year they're gonna wake up and they're gonna maybe go back to their best. And maybe with the uh, the return of some players who are still injured, they're gonna get better and um, and fight with Liverpool and Arsenal to win the uh, the title in Champions League. We all know that it's very hard to win the Champions League twice in a row. It only happened once with Real Madrid. So I have doubts that it's, it's possible to, uh, to do twice. And uh, it's why I picked the, the, the EPL. What do you say? What? What do you say? <laughs> so what's the answer to the question, in your opinion? What Frank said. Okay. Shaka? <laughs> uh, I agree with Frank. Right, okay. Ali. What's more likely, Leverkusen to win the Bundesliga or the Europa League? The Europa League. And while they're leading right now in Bundesliga, and they've been flying, we saw this past weekend an opportunity for them to really extend their lead over Bayern Munich, and they passed that on uh, against Stuttgart. I think Stuttgart exposed some of the things that perhaps could be frailties for Leverkusen into the future. Bayern Munich can still get better. And right now we are seeing the very best of Leverkusen. Right. I don't think they can get any better than what they are right now. So 
eventually Bayern Munich will win Bundesliga, but Leverkusen have a real opportunity of winning Europa League. Shaka, is it worse losing at home in front of your home fans or losing on the road before a long trip home? Oh man. Um, mm. no, it's, it's never fun losing in front of your home fans. Um, I, I think there's an expectation that you're going to win more times than not at home. So therefore, from a professional standpoint, it's, it's worse to lose at home. Same with Shaka? Is that your response? No. Okay. Opposite to Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, what says you? What? What? That's it, you had your chance. Well, you got, uh, you got a chance on the way home, is <laughs> I got a flight to catch. I'm with, I'm with Shaka. <laughs> Shut up, you Scott. I'll come over the there. Frog, the out. frog is saying, Shut up. Right, let's keep the uh, no, national stereotypes there. I'm with Shaka, I'm with Shaka because I think, I think uh, you know, it's the, you share the shame with the fans when you lose at home. Um, when you lose away from home, there is a possibility that it happens. At home, you want to win or at least draw every game you play because otherwise, yeah, you feel that kind of shame or not being good enough for the for your fans. Oh, I agree with everybody. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> there we go. There's no shame in losing. We've all lost. Yes. Performance that matters. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> all I'm interested in. Well, 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 it's been a, why don't you try your best? It's been yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> unexpected goal. Yes, it's been a disappointing performance today, but there we are. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, not just today. Wait, but, but it's a short drive home. It is a short drive home. <laughs> <laughs>